Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike, dancing in my Instagram stories, or cuddled up with wine watching The Real Housewives. Please know that this show could include some grown-up language here or there. <laughs> Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I am your host, Brittany Crossan. This is episode 18, y'all. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I am so thankful for this show. I am thankful for especially you, for my guests. It has been such an incredible ride. I'm so happy you're here. I hope you have listened to all 18 episodes. And if you have not, you can go back and listen to them any old time you want to. They're there for you on all of the major podcast platforms. Okay. So today's show is freaking amazing. And I'm proud. Look, I've probably said that before, but just listen. When I say freaking amazing, I mean freaking amazing because not only are we going to learn a lot about Instagram from my girl, Rebecca Rose Phillips, but we are going to also talk a little wine because she is a wine queen. I'm not exaggerating. So I, uh, I found Rebecca, we found each other on Instagram a while back because of our shared love of wine. If you know me, you know, I love wine. I've talked about it on the show. (laughs) I talk about it on Instagram and on Facebook and, um, and that's how we found each other. So I was like, dang, this girl knows her shit when it comes to wine. But then I quickly realized that she also knows her shit when it comes to Instagram. She really like something just clicked with her brand and what she was doing. And man, she saw some major growth on Instagram. She has a really excited audience. She creates content that is so damn good. Seriously. Um, I bow down, bow down to Rebecca's uh, <laughs> Instagram content. So I'm really excited to um, to have you guys listen to her talk about all of that good stuff. Talk about Instagram, talk about wine. Um, speaking of wine, right now while I'm recording this, I'm supposed to be getting a wine shipment like any minute. So I know y'all have heard me talk about the clean crafted wine that, I'm, that I've been trying because it's like clean. It doesn't have the extra junk that a lot of times will give people headaches and stuff. Um, and it's really delicious. I love all of it. We're getting another shipment today. I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. Wine delivery day is the best. Um, okay. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> so before we get into the interview, which we're going to do really soon, actually, because I just want to dive in, I do want to really quick do an iTunes review shout out. So um, what I'm doing is anybody that listens on iTunes can, of course, subscribe. Hopefully you subscribe, but also can leave a review. And when you do, I am giving you a shout out here on a future episode. And I'm also including your Instagram handle if you'd like me to, so that maybe you can, you know, make some new Instagram friends. Um, <laughs> so let's, let's, um, let me, let me read to you, uh, today's iTunes review shout out. <clears throat> it says, Brittany is fantastic. (laughs) Thank you. Brittany is such a beautiful person inside and out. Her energy is everything and her podcast talks and all her social media advice has definitely helped us with our business and understanding the importance of social media. Thank you, Brittany. You're amazing. Oh my gosh. That is so sweet. Okay. That's from Margie and Casey. These girls are with Mobile Mixers in Houston, Texas. Let me just tell you about these ladies. They're just what it says, Mobile Mixers. Okay. It's like a bartending service where they come to you and 
they came to my house for my last birthday and they were so great. Um, so if you're in the Houston area, definitely look at mobile mixers, but even if you're not go find them on Instagram, it's at mobile underscore mixers. And they are, they are smart and they're beautiful and they're so fun and they know their work behind the bar and they really just like light up the room. And I, I really appreciate you guys leaving such a nice review. Seriously. It's wonderful. Um, Okay, so let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and just dive into this interview with uh, Instagram and wine queen, Rebecca Rose Phillips. Afterwards, join me for a social spotlight. Enjoy. Today's guest is a sommelier and managing partner and director at a wine bar in Los Angeles. She's the founder of Let's Talk About Wine, which has a YouTube channel and an amazing Instagram. She's an official taco ambassador, y'all. This gal loves tacos and wine, and she even rollerbladed while doing a wine tasting. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Rebecca Rose Phillips. Hi, I'm so excited. Me too. Okay, you guys, like I've told you guys a gazillion times in the past with other guests, I also met Rebecca on social media. I meet the best people on social media. That's why I'm so thankful for it. Um, but this is our first time to actually chat with each other live. So I'm so happy you're here. I appreciate you taking the time. I know your time is valuable. So thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> um, okay. I've got my notes here, but you know, we're just going to chat however we want to chat. Um, how are you doing today? How's, how's the wine world? Didn't you say you had a busy day yesterday at the, at the wine bar? Yeah. Yeah, it's been it's bananas. I mean, there everybody's like, "But aren't you taking days off?" And then I'm like, "Oh yeah, I worked it out." But this week the events are all my days off. Or, "Oh yeah, I worked it out, but I had to fire somebody, so I'm working all their shifts." Like, it's it's crazy, but it has leveled. I hired a really awesome new manager, so it has leveled off a little bit. Um, she's helped a lot, so I do get to take days off occasionally. <laughs> okay, okay, good. Well, hey, that's the life of like running a business, right? I mean, you yeah. just never know what's going to happen. So, okay. Yep. So I know you said you're from Wisconsin. You moved to LA like almost 11 years ago. What, I mean, what you mind sharing? What brought you to LA? Why'd you move? Yeah. So I actually went to college for acting, um, solid business choice. And <laughs> so when I got done with college, it was like, okay, New York or LA. And I'd actually never been to either. Um, and mm. I said, you know what? I really want to try film and television. So I packed up my Honda Civic. If it fit in my car, I kept it. And if not, I ditched it. And I just showed up here. I'd never been here. I had a friend. His girlfriend lived in Long Beach. So I like crashed on her couch for three days until I found an apartment. I like didn't know anybody, didn't have a job, saved barely enough money to get here. And I just made it work. It's been 11 years and I love it here. Oh, um, okay. If that's not like... A stereotypical, like young adult, I'm yeah. my shit and moving to LA story. I don't know what it is. That is it's a- so funny because I look back on it now and I'm like, how the hell did I do that? Like, I don't think I'd have the balls to do it now. But when you're 23, you're like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to do whatever I want. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. You know, there's <clears throat> so we share that the whole acting thing. Although I didn't finish school because in my, in my mind, I was like, well, Plan A is to be a successful. It was a television actor for me. I don't know why. I just I just wanted to be like on a on like a sitcom for like eight years, <laughs> and I was like, so Plan A is to be that. So I don't need to finish college. And Plan B, I can just work in the family business, which still don't need to finish college. So I quit. My mom was like, 
you were my only child that was going to graduate college. <laughs> so anyway, um, I didn't finish and I didn't move to LA either, but I often wish I, I did. I love visiting there so much. Yeah. It's, it's so I mean, fun. you can't beat the weather. It's also crazy. Though. I mean, the traffic's terrible. Everything's on fire. You know, the, <laughs> sure. the air quality is terrible. Like it's, there's a, a, a lot of downs, but I just love the diversity. I love that I have access to so many different cultures and cuisines and wine. And um, that is really invaluable to me. I, right. I agree with you completely. Okay. So speaking, you said wine. So let's start with that. So the listeners already know that I'm obsessed with wine, um, <laughs> which I technically we're going to talk about Instagram today, but you just happen to be a wine expert. So that's a great coincidence for me. <laughs> so what, what led you to wine? Like, tell us about, so, so you were yeah. going to be an actor, but then wine. Yeah, it was, um, it was actually a really big pivot. Um, which is something I completely advocate. And I love to tell people like, if you just don't be afraid to pivot, you know, like you set these goals for yourself and you set these, you, you visualize these things and what your life's going to be like, and you just can't plan life. So when something pulls at you, just don't be afraid to, to change or, or redirect, you know? Um, so I was here for, I mean, I acted here for probably like eight or nine years consistently, you know, theater or a little bit of television or a little bit of commercials. Uh, obviously I never booked that eight year sitcom, uh, or this might be a different conversation, but I just got sick of the hustle. I got sick of, um, of like putting so much into it. And then at the end of the year, I'd look back and like, maybe I booked a commercial or maybe I had booked, you know, two little lines on a show or something. And so I just got burnt out from that. But through my whole acting career, I had always worked in restaurants. My first restaurant gig, I was 14, was in high school. This is like back when you could still have a job when you were 14 in Wisconsin. Uh, and I was a cake cutter at this 24-hour, was like one of those Greek restaurants that has like a menu that's like six pages from it with everything from like Chinese food to waffles 24 hours but they had this huge dessert display case I would like stand back there and I would slice all the cakes and pies and then I became a hostess and I became a server and then you know I worked in restaurants forever so acting and working in restaurants I have always sold wine and it wasn't until like five years ago, I'm a very, I'm naturally a very curious person. So if I like see some commercial about salmon or something, I'll be like, why do salmon spawn? And then I'll spend two hours just like down a rabbit hole about something. Cause I just, I, I like to know things, you know? And so I randomly picked up the wine Bible. Cause I was like, I want to know more about wine. I sell this wine all the time, but like, how do they make it? Like, what are these grapes? What's going on here? So I picked that up and just started to randomly study it because it, it was interesting to me. Um, and then when I found out it was like a thing, like you could do that as your job, I was like, oh, this sounds pretty cool. <laughs> so from there, and that kind of happened at the same time where I was like putting acting to the side. So from there, I just started to take it really seriously. And I started studying for different exams. I did the court of masters. Uh, so I did intro. And then that also kind of went hand in hand with my starting to manage restaurants. So quit serving, start supervising, start managing. And I used that to leverage my wine study. So I was like, okay, fine. I'll be a supervisor for you guys. 
but you have to pay for my wine classes. And I want to, you know, order the wine and do the wine inventory. And so then I just worked my ass off for like the last, I would say four years to get to where I'm at now, which is a partner in a wine bar. So I finally have some skin in the game, which is super exciting. Um, because running a restaurant is fucking hard. So the last time I opened a new restaurant, I was like, this is the last time I'm going to do this for somebody else. It's just too much work. Right. So, um, so this time I opened something with some partners and, um, and yeah, I'm really excited about it. We opened in July. I've got like 50 wines by the glass. Um, and yeah, I do everything. I do payroll. I do the wine list. I pour wine behind the bar. Somebody called out in the kitchen the other day. I was back there prepping tomatoes and lettuce for the lunch rush. So, I mean, it's crazy, but I really do love it. Oh my gosh. That is amazing that you're, but you know, like that's, that's how it goes, right? When you start something like that, whether it's, you know, in food and beverage or anything, you're, you gotta be ready to just like go all in and help any aspect of it. I mean, I understand I'm like a one woman situation most of the time myself, you know, you just gotta be willing to do it. If you're going to, you're going to do it, do it. And there were also a few, I mean, there was definitely a few uncomfortable years where I was like, I know this job isn't right for me. I'm studying lines. I'm happy about that. But I wasn't like, you know, when you can just feel when you're on your path, you know, when like you have that fire and that excitement and you're like, I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. There were like two years in there where I was like, I know I'm not there yet. Like, I know I'm like getting prepared for something but I didn't know what it was. And it was really, really uncomfortable. Right. Uh, yes. I personally relate to that very much. <laughs> I understand. I've just come on the other side of that. So yeah. I, I completely understand. Yeah. Okay. That is okay. That's amazing. So no acting anymore, or at least not anything planned. Yeah. So I, every once in a while, like a friend of mine will be like, I'm making this movie. Like, do you want, you know, oh, oh, like, cool. blah, blah. so every once in a while I'll still like jump in, but I actually just got have a friend who was like, Hey, I'm making this series. Like, do you want to do this part? And I, I think I'm going to say no, which is really hard for me because I'm just not very good at saying no. But also I'm like, I only have so much to give. And if I'm really focusing on my own thing right now, I just like, I, I don't really have time for it. Right. So that's hard to do. I mean, the yeah. saying no thing, whenever you are running a business and you've got a lot going on, I understand. And Ooh, that is tough at first. Once you break the ice and do it a few times, it gets easier. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Um, okay. So moving on. So so when did you start the amazing Let's Talk About Talk About <laughs> Wine yeah. Instagram about and wine. YouTube? I mean, was, was Instagram and YouTube simultaneous or was one first or what? So as I was, you know, managing and doing all these things, the, I think the reason that I really did feel so unfulfilled was because the creative side of myself was not active. So I was studying and I was learning and I was managing. I was learning how to run a business. I was learning all about different wines and all this stuff that was super important, but I was not fulfilling the side of me that needs to perform. <laughs> I understand. I need a lot of attention. I understand. So, <laughs> uh, so I. Uh oh, can you see me? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I, um, I just realized I need to plug in my phone. I uh, have always, I always was anti Instagram, which is really funny. Not like I was anti like 
it was bad or anything, but I was like, I don't want an Instagram account. I don't need one. Like I was like, I don't like social media is just like one more thing I have to do. So I was like, not into it. And then I had to learn how to use Instagram for work because one of the restaurants that I ran, it was the manager's job to do all the Instagram posts. So first I would make all the hosts do it. Cause I was like, I don't know how to do this. Like do the Instagram post. And then I like slowly had to learn. Um, and then as I was, I was like, okay, I'm learning about wine. I got my certification. So I was like, okay, I'm a real Psalm now. You know, I was like, what's like a thing that I could do? Or like, I should do a show or I should do like something fun. And, um, I decided I was going to pair great wines with fast food because there's a lot of wine content out there, right? Like there's a lot of different wine channels and, and all this different stuff. So I was like, well, what's something that people aren't really doing? And I was just kind of tossing around some ideas like this could be cool or this could be cool. And then I was like, oh my God, I should pair wines with fast food. And then I thought, oh, for sure somebody has done this before, right? This is like, this can't be a new idea. And then I looked and, and nobody was really doing it. Like there are a few BuzzFeed videos and a few like random things, but nobody had a, like a show or a channel about pairing wines and fast food. Um, so I decided to make a YouTube show. And then once I started making the YouTube show, I was like, oh, I should do an Instagram account to try to get people over to the YouTube show, which I still haven't quite figured out. (laughs) Um, But then the Instagram account just turned into something really fun. And and yeah, I'm just really, I'm really passionate about making wine accessible. And I know every Psalm says that. But I feel like there's a lot of wine content out there that doesn't really do that. Yeah. It, like, unless you're a wine person, like, you don't know what the word Albarino means or like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it just, it's all very similar. And, and then the pairings are still like short ribs or like this, you know, wild mushroom risotto. It's like, people don't eat that shit on the reg, you know, like. If you're living in the middle of the country, you don't have a lot of options. Like what's something everybody can relate to? Fast food. So yeah, so I started the YouTube channel um, initially first and then I started the Instagram account. And they're like, I really love both of them, but they're very different. (laughs) Right. They are. You're. Hey, I feel you on the YouTube thing that it's never been my strong suit, but I have, whenever we're done later, I'll, I'll give you a name of some of this one guy that has a lot of good information, but yeah. Um, yeah, they're totally different, but I love how the Instagram thing clearly like has taken off because some people, I mean, it's like years of slaving away on Instagram, but what I feel like you clearly did so brilliantly it will, first of all, it's a great idea, obviously, like you said, the fast food thing and all that, but you, you've really stayed focused on that. And that, you know, how it's, it's, kind of, it's just a general marketing thing. Like people have such a hard time. If somebody wants to share something on social media and they share like way too many things, like different things, it's like, okay, you know, audiences can't handle that very well. It's hard. How are they going to remember you? You know, right? And you're so focused on this, on staying on, on brand. Um, it's, it's perfect. It's so good. I love also, it's also like really authentic. So like I am a junk foodie. (laughs) I love junk food and I'm not 
I'll be honest, I am not a bougie eater. Like I am super picky. I always tell people I'm like a real picky eater, but a real good drinker because (laughs) I'll drink anything and even like some funky shit, you know, I love some like natty tannic weird wine, but (laughs) like give me some kind of like raw fish or something. And I'm like, I know it's not really me. Like I'm a picky eater. So it it is like also like an authentic idea. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and there's, there's plenty of like taco restaurants and taco stands and taco whatever in LA. Right. So I feel like you have, you have a lot of good things at your fingertips to, to, for the taco part, which obviously there's other foods too, but I mean, yeah, totally that. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I know people are like, do you think you've like, like hit most of the time? I was like, not even close. Not even close. Like you drive down a main street and you're like, oh, there's three taco trucks that I haven't tried. Like there are so many tacos in Los Angeles. (laughs) Yes. FYI, everyone, if you're, if you're into tacos, that's the place to go. Um, uh, Houston is similar, but probably not quite quite that, that, but it's more of like Tex-Mex stuff here, you know, okay. a little bit different, but, um, okay. So, so you guys, so you're going <laughs> to, I love your, I mean, I'm just so obsessed with your Instagram. I'm not even joking. Like in real life, I talk about your Instagram. I swear to you. <laughs> Like I, I'm the one that told my husband Ryan to go find it. I was talking just the other night. When was it? Oh, it was Super Bowl night. The other night I was with friends and I pulled up one of your videos because I was like, y'all, I'm interviewing this girl on this week, you know? And so it was my friends. I pulled it up. I was like, look, isn't this fucking amazing? <laughs> it's so good. Um, so I just want to know like, get, okay, it's at Let's Talk About Wine, everybody, which we'll remind you that later. But give us an idea of like, First, like why you decided to start doing kind of extreme things for your Instagram? What goes into that? Like, is it hard? I mean, you were rollerblading while you were tasting wine. You're oh, the swimming one. The swimming one is is seriously one of my faves. I mean, it's all one shot, you guys. The the I guess it's a phone. You're using your phone. Yeah, I always use my phone, and it's always one shot. Every once in a while, I'll do a second take because I'll be like, oh, the energy wasn't that great, or something like that. But usually, it's just one. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just, you know, it's like, oh, it's donut Friday or, oh, it's blah, 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 wine Wednesday. Or like, you know, there's all these little like yeah. plays on words that people do. And, um, and my whole brand, like I said, is like, I'm trying to make wine accessible. You don't have to be eating foie gras to have an awesome wine. And so I was like, well, maybe I should do like wine goes with everything Wednesdays or what about this? And then I noticed, um, I mean, canned wines are everywhere and, uh, it's a trend that's not going anywhere. It's only increasing. So I was like, well, Hey, nobody's really reviewing. There's a, there are a few actually great wine accounts that do canned wine reviews. There's like literally canned wine connoisseur. And there's some other ones that, that like focus on canned wines, but I noticed nobody else was really doing it. And also it's like a super hot button topic for wine people, like wine, like, traditionalists do not like canned wine. Right, right. Just like they probably don't like a screw cap, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and now now it's so funny because now screw caps are like not a big deal at all. Like so many wines have screw caps. Um, but, you know, it's like anything. I think anything that is going to get people excited about drinking wine and expose more people to wine, like it's good. It's great. Like we're not trying to age some fancy Bordeaux in a can, but like, Hey, let's pop some fun bubbles or like, let's find some cool, like carbonic red wines. Like they're, they're fun. 
there are a lot of shitty ones, but like somebody's <laughs> got to review them, right? So I was just, as I was, I was like, okay, wine goes with everything, wine Wednesday, like what's this thing? And I was like, oh, I should do can of wine Wednesday because they really lent, if I'm trying to say like wine goes with everything, like, you know, from swimming to working on your car, whatever it is, like, you know, you could be doing anything and enjoying wine. Like the can obviously lends itself because you just pop that fucker open. doesn't matter where you are. (laughs) (laughs) So that was my idea. And then once I got going, I was just like, oh, I could do this. Or like, oh, I know I'll take it to the Rose Bowl. Like when I'm swimming laps or I'll do like, I'll do this. And the that, that swimming one is seriously still stands out in my mind. I remember when I saw that and, and it, so y'all can go to the Instagram obviously and watch it, but like, you know, there's your phone here's somebody swimming toward the camera. And I'm like, homegirl is swimming and she is about to pop her head out of the water. I'm telling you, I'm just waiting on the edge of my seat. It was amazing. You pop up and you're like, Hey, just doing some laughs at the Rose bowl. <laughs> it's the best well so so do you feel like when you do these more extreme uh, videos and whatnot on instagram do you feel like does it usually go like pretty smoothly have you ever had a bad occurrence or you know anything or is it usually pretty cool it's pretty cool i would say that when I first started, like the first time I, w- I like went into a TJ Maxx and opened a bottle, like or, or popped a can of wine, I was like kind of fr- like I got kind of nervous in the car. I was like, I don't know, like what? And I was like, oh my god, the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to get kicked out of a TJ Maxx in the valley. Like, just go do it. I was like, okay, so <laughs> it's not brave if you're not scared. So I like go in there, I like open the can of wine, and I'm like, oh, you know, at first nobody notices, nobody notices at all. Like you're walking around with your phone in front of you, like drinking you know, can of wine, people don't notice. No. So <laughs> I would say usually no. The one time that somebody noticed uh, was when I was at Ikea. I noticed that we had already finished my fiance, my Instagram husband uh, did shoot that for me. Usually I do it myself, but every once in a while he'll help me out. And uh, so he shot that one for me. And I noticed while we were walking around um, the circuit, like a, a sort of like incognito security guard was kind of like looking at us and we had already finished, but I still had the can of wine in my hand and it was the most obvious can. It's the house. It was like house rosé bubbles, but it's the one that's like rainbow. It's like the brightest <laughs> can you could possibly have. And it says house wine. Like it's so obvious. <laughs> not wine what oh my god I had no I thought this was LaCroix so I noticed he was like kind of following us and we were in like a different area of the Ikea and he was like there again so I just threw the can out we were like done anyway I was like okay I was like we're about to get busted but that was the only time where I was like oh we're on somebody's radar usually people don't notice right oh my god and you okay so okay list a few just while we're on the topic of the kind of more elaborate, creative, extreme ones. List a few. So it was, there was rollerblading, there was swimming, TJ Maxx. The last one that I, or was the last one or the one before, which was definitely the hardest one was the one on the bird. The one on the what? The bird, the motorized scooter. Oh so yeah. I, like I got the bird. I had never really been How are you like, before. your hands are. <sighs> Girl, it was real hard. So I like went and got the bird and like parked it by my house. And as I like went down the street to get it and pulled to my house, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. Like this is like, it was difficult to just with no props, you know? And then my sister got me, this is so weird. My sister got me this like motivational um, calendar. Like you pull the day off and it's like, 
you know, this like motivational quotes on it. And it was from Walt Disney. And I'm not going to remember the exact quote, but it was like, sometimes like doing the impossible is really fun. It was, it was something about like doing impossible. And I like looked at it and I was like, God damn it. I'm going to film this video, drinking wine on a motorized scooter. So I got this like wooden stick and I had like duct taped it to the scooter. I duct taped my phone. I got my helmet on and then I just like, I mean, it was so slow. Like I was just going up and down my block, but I did do it. Uh, I don't know how, but I did do it. And then it was funny. I knew as soon as I posted it, I knew people were going to be like, you gotta be careful. (laughs) Like, don't worry. I, I filmed this three days ago. I'm alive. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But I'm sure like if my neighbors looked out the window, they were like, what the fuck is this girl doing? (laughs) Like, I've got a helmet on. I've got like everything duct taped. I'm like trying to drink a wine on the scooter. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, okay. So this is, I just thought of this question, if you don't mind. So you're sharing, I mean, clearly your, your brand is obviously positive and happy and upbeat and all that stuff. Is that ever difficult? I mean, you obviously are being authentic. Clearly you're like that, but I mean, I feel like, sure, you're going to have a shit day and be like, maybe I shouldn't get on Instagram today. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I don't, of course I have bad days. And I think the thing that, that stresses me out a lot is just feeling like, I just, I don't have enough time to do everything. Like, I mean, I work I'm at the restaurant all the time. And then on my days off, I'm figuring out how to make content. So, I mean, it's a labor of love because popping a can of wine on a scooter is actually really fun. So I'm having fun while I'm doing it, but it does feel like one more thing I have to do that week. Um, so I don't ever feel like, Oh, I don't want to be on Instagram or or I don't ever feel like, Oh, like I, can't post today. I'm too crabby or something like that. It's more like I get home and I'm just like, I'm fucking exhausted. Like yesterday I was going to go do a can of wine at the Oscars because it's the Oscars on Sunday. And I thought, Oh, that'll be funny. I'll like go to the red carpet and do it. And then I was like, it, by the time I got home, I was like, it's my only day off. Like I already worked. I had like a content writing session in the morning and I was like, I have like, you know, six hours to go. I could go do that or I could just fucking take a nap. So I took a nap, I vegged out. And then, you know, towards the end of the night, I caught up on some emails and stuff, but I just was like, I'm, I'm I'm sitting down this one, you know, like, and I just feel like that's really important because I don't know, there will be another awesome time where I can go do a can of wine video at a film premiere or some shit, you know, like there's, there's always going to be an idea. There's always going to be like a fun opportunity. So I think taking that time for myself and just letting myself off the hook and not beating myself up of like, oh, you didn't do that thing. It's like, you know what? I did 80 other things this week. I'm going to be just fine. Right. And the that's same, and the same for, not, for not posting, like that's how I do. So instead of being like, oh, I'm posting something that's inauthentic, like, oh, I'm really happy today, you guys. And hi, hi, hi. Like <laughs> instead, I just don't post that day. Or right. instead, I just take a break and I'm like, you know what? You lost a little momentum this week. Instagram is not real life. Like you right. can take a week off and guess what? The truth is nobody notices. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would, but you know, <laughs> but seriously, because you know what I mean? Like you might yeah. notice if I didn't post something for like no. a couple weeks, but there's so much going on on there that like, 
it's true. Like, I think people think like, oh, if I take a week off of social media, like everyone's going to notice. And the truth is they really won't. Like you can take a week off and nothing's going to happen. You have to take care of yourself, you know? Right. Oh yeah, completely. And I love how you're that, how you were able to do that because that's, that's another one of those saying no things, right? Like that, that's hard to say no to. I mean, you live in LA, you could have gone and the Oscars are right there down, down the way a bit and you could have gone and da, 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 but you just knew, you knew what you needed. And that's so important because so many people that listen to the show are like super small business owners. So either they do it all themselves or like maybe they have a virtual assistant, you know, and it's good for everybody to hear that, you know, like sometimes you just got to like not beat yourself up over it. I mean, yeah, not the end of the world. And it's a lot. I mean, I like sometimes I don't know how I do it. Like I, I like have this YouTube channel. I have this Instagram account. I go to every wine class, every masterclass, every wine tasting that I'm invited to. I run a wine bar like a crazy person and I do the social media for our wine bar. So like it's, Oh, I mean, it's insane. I don't know how I do it. I, Hey, as long as you're feeling happy about it, do it, do it, do it while you yeah. want to. It's yeah. probably, it's probably also that you're doing stuff that you love. That does help a lot. I mean, oh my God. you know, it, you're, it, do you, um, do you, I'm looking at my notes, but I want to ask you a different question. Sorry. I didn't send you this question either, but do you look at, um, the let's talk about wine brand as a business venture or no, is that not yeah. even? Okay. Absolutely. So I am, I feel like, so when talking about like, oh, I had those couple of years where I was like really struggling and I really wasn't sure. Like I, when I came up with this, it just felt like the stars aligned. Like it felt, I just felt on fire. Like I was like, oh my God, I've, I have managed to put together all of my passions, junk food, wine, performing, <laughs> and like teaching. And like, I am really passionate about all of those things. And I would like to point out that if I hadn't spent those couple of years uncomfortable, like not knowing what it was leading to, but just learning what I could in the process, I wouldn't have gotten here. So I feel like that's an important lesson to remember. Um, but so now I'm like, okay, I'm going to build, I'm going to build a wine empire. Like let's talk about wine. So my, my goal for this year is to start merchandising. Um, that's so exciting. I'm totally yeah. going to be one of your first customers. <laughs> so that's my goal. And I don't, I'm not sure exactly what that looks like yet. Um, you know, if it's like tote bags or sweatshirts or whatever, but like, I want to start wine stuff. And then I'm like, Oh my God, like we can do events. We can do merchandise. We can do like, I just feel like it's so, you know, eventually I'd love to have my own wine label. Like there are just so many things that I can do with it. So yeah, totally. But I think, um, it starts out as just like a genuine passion for sharing and education. And then I'm like, well, shit, I might as well turn this into a business. <laughs> <laughs> I, of course. Well, and <clears throat> I mean, it's also, it's also real. Like you're not, like you said, you you've combined multiple passions all together and it's really, truly you. Like you're not forcing some sort of weird business idea on yourself or something, which is what a lot of people, I, in my opinion, including me once upon a time do these days, because I always joke and say like, the good news is anybody can start a business. Bad news is anybody can start a business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. Because then you'll, <clears throat> you know, I, I did it too. I experimented with all these random things after we were done having babies. And like you, like you said, you have to go through whatever it is, the uncomfortable time or the pain in the ass stuff or the, the failures and all that junk, you know, to get you 
to get you to the other side. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's amazing. I'm so excited for that. Like, I'm not even joking. I'm buying all your merchandise. I'm ready. <laughs> Sign me up. Um, okay. So I was going to have a note to talk to you about consistency, but you've already really talked about that. I mean, clearly you're busy and you just make time for it when you can. I will say, I will say just in terms of consistency as like a helpful tip for people, mm-hmm. um, is just banking content. Like that is, I mean, there are times where I'll, I'll like say to my fiance, I'm like, I'm really stressed out right now. Like, I feel like I'm living paycheck to paycheck with my content and it stresses me out because it's like, shit, you got to wake up early and make sure this thing gets out. And then all of a sudden there's like so much pressure attached to it. Yep. And then, and then what I will do is I'll say, okay, you know what? I don't really have a lot of content. I've got like one or two things I can pump out this week. I'll do those. And then I'm just going to be okay with like the fact that the next two weeks are going to be a little bit low in content. And I'm going to take those two weeks to like do a photo shoot or film three videos or whatever it is. So then then I can kind of plan it out. And I don't use Planoly or other things. I just like, I'm kind of old fashioned about it. And I just have like a paper um, calendar that I write on, but I'm like, okay, now I need to have like the next three weeks ready to go. And that alleviates so much stress and so much pressure. That's a wonderful tip. I agree with you completely. So you guys, if you're not familiar, if you're just starting out, she's talking about banking content, like, like, um, like, you know, creating a lot of things ahead of time or as many things as you can. So that way you have things to use over the next few weeks or whatever. I agree completely. And I actually am similar to you in that I'll have time periods where I've done great. And I've got like many things ready to go for the next two weeks and blah, blah, blah. And then, like you said, sometimes, you know, life, it catches up to you and then you kind of have to, you know, get something together or whatever, but it is what it is. You just do your best. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. I love that. Thank you for sharing that tip. Um, So, oh, I did ask about like if all your... your videos go okay. I, I had a note to ask if you'd ever been kicked out of somewhere, but I guess, I guess no, I haven't. not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Fingers crossed. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> but I always tell Luke, like, I hope when it happens, like, I hope he's there to film it because yes. like, I hope somebody else is filming when that happens because like, that would also be great content. <laughs> so good. That would be hilarious. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, I don't want you to get in trouble, but it would be pretty funny. Um, (laughs) Okay. So, all right, before we're done, I, you know, that, that content tip was really great. Are there any other, are there any other tips you can give to somebody about Instagram as far as like, cause I also wanted to hear from you about how people respond to your stuff. Like, um, do you feel like you get good support and you, you've built up a pretty solid I mean, audience, I assume. And do you have any tips on that? Like if, it, if anybody's like, gosh, I don't think anybody's paying attention to my stuff. Is it yeah. you know, anything about that? Well, first of all, the feeling of nobody paying attention to your stuff never goes away. So like, <laughs> oh my so, God, that's so true. <laughs> like, so just don't worry about that. Like, great. If anything, that should take some pressure off, right? It doesn't matter what you do. Nobody's paying attention to it. Um, <laughs> but I think no matter if you have a thousand followers or 20,000 followers, like Instagram is a perfect model to feel bad about what you're doing because you get instant feedback, right? So I think my best advice would just be trust your gut, produce quality content that you're proud of, like quality over quantity for sure. And then just build a community like 
find those people, you know, that are fans of yours and you're fans of them and just be consistent about like commenting on other people's stuff and like, you know, building a community that is, that really listens to you is, and you only have, you know, 3000 followers is way more valuable, especially for a business. Um, you know, we've talked about a lot about let's talk about wine, but I also do the social media for my wine bar. And especially with that one, I'm like, oh my God, did anyone see this post? Like I have, you know, way less followers for the wine bar than I do for, for, you know, my crazy canned wine videos. So, uh, but people will come in and they'll be like, oh, I'm here for those Brussels sprouts that you posted about last week. And I'm like, they do see it, they you know, do. They really do. so don't like, just don't get down on yourself when you see those numbers or you feel like nobody's paying attention. Like just trust your gut, create quality content, create a cool community. And especially as a business owner, like Larry's custard is not commenting on cute baby pictures. Right. So if you're a business and, and obviously try to comment on things that are sort of relatable, like, so for me, it's a wine bar. So anybody, anytime, you know, Sarah posts a picture of a great sandwich, I'm like, Oh my God, that looks awesome. We'd pair, we'd pair Gruner Veltliner with that, you know? And, and then all of a sudden Sarah, who usually gets two comments on her post, is like, Oh my God, like, Vintage Wine and Eats commented on my sandwich post. Like, (laughs) I think there's a lot of power in that as a business owner because average people with just Instagram accounts that are for like friends and family don't get that much engagement. So for a business owner, like if you can, if you can reach out and, you know, make a few quality comments on like five people in your community, like that, they, first of all, they're going to love it because they're like, oh my God, I'm getting attention. You've made a big impression and you're building your following, you're building your community. So I don't know. What was the question? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just rambling. (laughs) Whatever the question was, you were doing very good with the information you were sharing. (laughs) But I'm glad you brought that up because you actually have a really unique perspective. Um, Not very many people have what you have where you are managing social media for a brick and mortar business. And for a non brick and mortar business, you know, yeah. I mean? like, and that's, that's pretty interesting. And they do really differ. And you're right. Like, um, you know, keep your head up out there if you have a brick and mortar business and maybe your numbers just don't get to the place that maybe a different kind of business or brand gets to. Well, because yeah, it's local thing- people. Like you want the people actually yeah. that are going to come in to be there. They're your people. The other thing is everybody buys followers. So like, there are some like trendier restaurants in my neighborhood and I'll look at their Instagram accounts and I'm like, Oh shit, they've got like 20,000 followers. Like they're so much cooler than us. You know, all their photography is like professional and you know, I'm just doing all our photography on my iPhone, but then I'll like go and look at their engagement rates. And I'm like, their engagement is shittier than our engagement because their followers are fake. And if you're running a business, why do you care about fake followers? Like that is just, literally, you know, to look good on the outside, but those, you're not getting people to come in for your specials, your sales, your new menu items, all that stuff. Like you need real followers that actually care. So if you can build a following of like a thousand or 3000 followers as a small business, that's huge. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that. That's going to really help a lot of people out. Um, it's so true. And I know it's hard, especially if you're kind of first starting out in social media, maybe the first couple of years, even you just look at other accounts. You're like, gosh, what do they have that I don't have? <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that is another, that's my other piece of advice, Brittany is like, 
stop comparing yourself. You like, there will always be somebody to make you feel like shit on the internet. (laughs) So just don't (laughs) compare yourself. Don't do it. It's not worth it. You know? And then the other thing is don't be competitive because there is enough room. Like there are billions of people in the world, you know, and like there is enough room and there's enough space for your creative ideas and my creative ideas. And I just, yeah, don't, don't compare yourself. Don't worry about everybody else. Just enjoy what you're doing. Yes. I love it. I agree with you 100%. And that one in general, just in life, if you want to get deep for a second, is yeah. not, it's not easy to do at first, but you do find your way to, to less comparisons and, and it, you know, you build up your own confidence. And, and, and a lot of times what I find with whether it's clients I've worked with or just people that'll kind of ask me for advice on social media is that it's not, once you start digging to find out you, somebody, somebody's like dissatisfied, say, with social media or their performance on it or their lack of followers or whatever, a lot of times I find that they're really more dissatisfied in their content or what they're doing, or maybe they're not sure and they're not focused enough and they're, they don't know what their brand is. It's really actually usually not just numbers. So if you're feeling dissatisfied in your social media performance, look further than just, I don't have as many followers as somebody else. I mean, because if you're truly happy with the content you're making, like clearly you are, you're, you're creating stuff and you look happy, you look like you're fulfilled and you're, you're happy to be there educating everybody about the wine, obviously, then you're going to feel good about what you created, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Okay. I guess I'll let you go. But before I do, before I do, (laughs) um, please tell everybody how to find you. So whatever you want to plug all of it, do it now. Okay. So on social media, you can watch my YouTube show, which is called Let's Talk About Wine, where I pair great wines with fast food. That's uh, Let's Talk About Wine. And then on Instagram, it's the same. Let's Talk About Wine. The content is slightly different. It's a little bit shorter format. Um, and But it's kind of the same thing. It's like wine reviews, pro tips, um, great wines, fast food. And then in real life, IRL, you can find me at Vintage Wine and Eats. I'm literally there all the time. Uh, And that's in Studio City? No? It's in Studio City. Yeah. So it's right over the hill from Hollywood. Uh, It's right on Ventura and Laurel Canyon. I've got like 50 wines by the glass. We have a really great small bites menu. Um, It's super cozy and cute. So yeah. Next time I'm in LA, I will be there. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Rebecca, thank you so much. Thank you, Brittany. This was so fun. (laughs) I have never laughed so much in a podcast interview before. How awesome was that? Rebecca is absolutely the best. And a big thank you again to her for taking the time. She shared so much value with us, you guys. Um, Before we get to the social spotlight, I want to make sure since we're kind of on a wine uh, topic (laughs) this week, I want to make sure and share with you guys, a lot of you guys were curious about the clean crafted wine that I've been talking about. Um, So basically the idea behind the clean crafted wine is that it's pure wine, right? Like they don't add extra sugars, chemicals, preservatives. It's, it's organic. It's, it's clean crafted. Um, And unfortunately, like with some mass produced wines and maybe like, maybe those of like lesser quality, I guess you might say, um, a lot of times people tend to have bad reactions to those. Like you hear about people having like really bad headaches after just like one glass of red wine or, um, you know, just, just not, just not feeling great after drinking 
um, certain kinds of wines. So that's the whole idea behind clean crafted wine is that it's clean crafted and you don't have all that extra junk in it that, that, um, that's just not, not good. (laughs) It's not good for you. So anyway, um, a lot of you guys were curious about that and, uh, I want to make sure you know how to find more information about it and also how to order some because I have partnered up with them and you can try some clean crafted wine out. It's delicious. If I do say so, um, go to brittanycrossoncom slash wine. <laughs> Very easy. So B-R-I-T-N-E-Y-C-R-O-S-S-O-N.com slash wine. And there's a link right there where you can go and shop some wine, shop some clean crafted wine. Okay. So let's get on to this week's social spotlight. Okay, you guys, this week's social spotlight is none other than at Let's Talk About Wine on Instagram. I know, I know, I know. A lot of times I have a separate social spotlight from the actual interviewee, but I just couldn't help myself. That's how great Rebecca's Instagram is, and that's how much I enjoy it. And I that like I love it so much that I just want other people to see it so that they can just be happy too. <laughs> That's how much I love her Instagram. Okay. So again, it's at let's taco bout wine. And here's the deal. Clearly you're going to be really excited if you like wine and if you like tacos or other like fast food and if you like fast food with wine, obviously this is, this is going to be good news for you because that's what she talks about. But it's more than just that, you know, um, you're going to learn a lot from Rebecca's Instagram. You're going to learn a lot about, um, just great ideas, inspiration, talk about content inspiration, and you don't have to do exactly what she does. You know, somebody like Rebecca is kind of like me. Like we like to be in front of an audience, have fun, entertain people and all that jazz. You don't have to do the exact same stuff she's doing. Like you don't have to rollerblade while you're doing a video. If you don't want to, you don't have to be in a swimming pool. Like it's not, but what I'm saying is that it will inspire you to do your best content. It's going to make you want to up your game. I guarantee fucking to it. So again, it's at let's taco bout wine, Rebecca Rose Phillips, the wine Instagram queen. <laughs> All right, you guys, um, don't forget to head over to my website to get your free guide. If you want to create your personal brand, I am a big believer in this. You have got to make this happen. Um, basically all you do is you go to brittanycrossoncom slash join dash email, or just go to brittanycrossoncom and tap on join email in the menu. The link is in my Instagram bio. It's everywhere. But so when you join my email list, you're immediately going to get my how to create your personal brand guide in your inbox. And it walks you through step-by-step how to create your personal brand, how to maintain it. It's super easy to do. Um, It's just going to take you a little bit of time. And I'm telling you, it's going to pay off big time in your social media. Um, Do not pass this up. Get the free guide, create your personal brand. It is crucial and it's going to make such a huge difference for you. So, okay, that's it for today, you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you later. (laughs) 
Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production, funlovemedia.com. Bye.